attentive. Their voice has gone out into all the earth. The heavens declare the glory of God. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Colossians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, conduct yourselves wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer everyone. Tychicus will tell you all about my affairs. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimos, the faithful and beloved brother, who is one of yourselves, they will tell you of everything that has taken place. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions, if he comes to you, receive him, and Jesus, who is called Justus. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Give my greetings to the brethren of Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it read also in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you read also the letter from Laodicea. And say to Archippos, see that you fulfill the ministry which you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my fetters. Grace be with you. Amen. Peace be to you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be to you all. Your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. The Lord said to his disciples, He who hears you, hears you hears me, and he who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, 
I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to babes. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There was a Christian speaker once who uh, was invited many places to go, but a certain church, when they invited him to come to give the message, they said, well, we'd love for you to come to speak, but please, when you talk about God, just say that. Say just God. Don't mention the name Jesus, because that makes some of our people a little uncomfortable. And so thinking about this, of course, the preacher said back to them, without Jesus, I have no message. Something very similar was going on in the early church. In fact, when Peter and John, when we, as we read about it in the Acts of the Apostles, were preaching salvation in that very name, in the name of Jesus Christ, but were hindered and they were actually ordered by the leaders in Jerusalem at that time to keep silent and not to speak that name. Here's what it says. To stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, that is, of course, conversion to Christianity and to the name of Jesus, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. But of course, to this threat, and even after being imprisoned, the apostles could only answer, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and about what we have heard. We cannot but help to speak about what we have seen and what we have heard was their powerful response. We cannot keep silent about the name of Jesus because his name, as we know so well, is power. His name is salvation. His name works miracles. His name heals. His name 
is victorious. His name is holy. In fact, the incident which instigated their arrest just a little early on was the following. If you remember from the third chapter of the book of Acts, there was a man who was born lame, could not walk. And over and over again, he was brought to the temple daily to, to beg and for people to give alms to this person. And one day it says, at the ninth hour, which is again 3 p.m. in the afternoon, a very specific time of prayer, sanctified for us now, of course, because at that very hour our Lord was crucified and gave up his spirit. In any case, Peter and John were going up to the temple to pray. And the man was there asking for some help, for some assistance. Peter and John looked intently at him, and, and they said to him, Look at us. And he looked at them. And Peter said these beautiful words. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give this to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. I don't have anything else. I have no material goods. I have no monies. I have just this tunic that I'm wearing, but what I have is the most precious thing in the universe. That's my faith and the name of Jesus Christ. And in his name, walk. And indeed, as you know, he did. We read this pericope from Acts after Pascha, during the reading cycle. The power of Jesus' name was demonstrated again for us in this morning's gospel lesson after those who were called the 70 apostles, those numbers greater than the inner circle of those 12 disciples and apostles, were sent out by Christ. And we read this passage this morning, by the way, because St. Luke is numbered amongst those 70 apostles whom we honor today, who wrote the Gospel of Luke and, of course, the Acts of the Apostles. In any case, when these 70 had gone out preaching, teaching, trying to convert people to Christ... They came back with joy, and they said to the Lord, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. The unclean spirits, the demons are subject to us in your name. And Christ affirmed this authority that he had given to them. He affirmed it by saying, Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents, and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. This very authority, and of course serpents and scorpions are symbolic for the evil spirits, I've given you that power that in my name you can overcome them. The words of the gospel that we just heard from Jesus Christ, that authority to tread over serpents and scorpions and the power of the enemy, should be very familiar to all of us, not only from the gospel, because even during the baptism service, as the candidate's feet are being anointed with the holy oil, one of the verses recited by the priest is exactly those words. To tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Such power has been given to us 
to withstand the assaults of the evil one and every passion and temptation that comes up against us in the name of Jesus Christ. In one of St. John Chrysostom's, we could call them the pre-baptismal homilies, his catechisms that he was given to those people who were ready to receive holy baptism. He had these incredible words to say. He said, let us therefore take courage and strip ourselves for the contest. Christ has put on us armor that is more glittering than any gold, stronger than any steel, better and more violent than any fire, and lighter than any breath of air. Although I am a man, I must aim my blows at demons. Although clad in flesh, my struggle is with incorporeal powers. And there is no greater weapon and armor than the name of Jesus. A great example of this combat is given to us in the book of Samuel, in the famous confrontation between little David and giant Goliath. As this big Philistine comes at him, armed with all the might, armors and weapons and everything, and David just standing there, the beautiful and courageous words of this king goes out and he says, David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and with a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. You come at me with physical weapons, but I come at you with something much more mighty, the strongest thing in the world, the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For it is indeed, as St. Paul tells us, God has given him that name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every knee in heaven, every knee on earth, and every knee below the earth. The name of Jesus, which is so blasphemed in our day and rejected, should never, ever cause us to shy away from it or any embarrassment. We should never be ashamed to use that holy name as intended and with extreme reverence, even though at times it may be easier and more comfortable to speak, let's say, in just generalities or just about God without mentioning his Son, Jesus Christ, who is of one essence with the Father and who said, I and the Father are one. In such cases, let us remember how Peter and John were inwardly compelled to keep on preaching in Jesus' name. Let us remember their words. What is right in God's sight, in his eyes, to listen to the world or to God Almighty? You be the judges, they said. We cannot help but to speak about what we have seen and what we have heard about Jesus our Lord. We cannot help but speak the name of Jesus which brings such quick aid to us in all sorts of circumstances. The demons tremble at the very name 
of Jesus. As they said, we know who you are, Jesus, Son of God. Have you come to torment us? And indeed, we use that name to torment them. As St. John of the Latter says, whip the demons with the name of Jesus. Whip the passions with the name of Jesus. Whip the temptations that come against us with the name of Jesus. And we say when something arises against us in our minds or in our hearts, we can say, in the name of Jesus, be gone. And we will be victorious in his name. Requests unto God the Father, of course, are made in the name of Jesus. Ask in my name, he instructs us. Evil thoughts and temptations are expelled at the name of Jesus. Comfort appears with the very name of Jesus. And Jesus is made mystically present at the invocation of his holy name. His name is salvation, as we read again in the book of Acts. For there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I want to mention a few verses from this beautiful work by St. Nicodemus of the Holy Mountain. He composed what we would say maybe an akathist hymn to the very name of Jesus, the Son of God. And it goes like this, just one piece of it. Jesus, inexhaustible treasury of all blessings, I glorify you who are being and prior to being and forever being unto the ages. Jesus, endless wealth of graces, I glorify you who work everywhere, both in similar and sundry ways. Jesus, physician of souls and bodies, I thank you for you have healed me in both and many times. Jesus, teacher knowing all things, I thank you for you have taught me the way of your beatitudes. Jesus, you who open to those that knock, I confess to you that I have not once opened my stubborn heart for you to enter in. Jesus, you who cleansed the ten lepers, I confess to you that I am a leper and am in need of cleansing from those things which are secret and hidden. Jesus, you who changed the harlot into the most modest of virgins, shelter me from the war of fornication. Jesus, you who cast out the seven demons from Mary Magdalene, deliver me from the seven deadly sins. Jesus, guide of the lost, guide my five senses to their proper use. Jesus, you who take away the sins of the world, wipe away my passionate predispositions. Jesus, the liberator of men, liberate me from the sins of the tongue, which are difficult to guard against. Jesus, you who are everything to all people, fulfill all of my petitions that are unto salvation. Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. Amen.